her testimony tonight. I am just so blessed and excited to have you sharing, Molly. This I've seen this woman just transition from glory to glory, like what the scripture says, her life has just gone from one jump of glory to another. And she's like, I think I have it all. And then she like goes to another degree of glory. And she's like, man, I didn't have it all. And then she like keeps going. And it's just been amazing to see her life just unfold beautifully these last few months. So we get to hear her words and be blessed by this amazing testimony that she's going to share. So can I just pray for you before you start? All right, go ahead and just extend your hand towards her. Lord, I just thank you for Molly. Lord, I thank you that her words are anointed. I thank you that you have given her this testimony. Lord, I ask that you would just preach through her, God, that you would touch our hearts, that you would even anoint us to hear, Lord, to hear the words that you want to speak through her. So bring peace, Lord, and bring anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you. Um so I'm just going to pray, God, just have your way in this time, and amen. <laughs> um, so I'm Molly, and I just want to share my testimony about how the Lord saved me from witchcraft and homosexuality. And, uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, I'm sharing it because it shows the power of God to save, and I hope it will encourage you all to be a witness for Jesus, and God's grace and restoration and redemption have just been complete miracles in my life. So, I have it written because it would just be too much to remember without that, so forgive me for just reading. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, my family was Catholic, and we went to church a lot when I grew up, and I stopped going when I was like in third or fourth grade. I believed some parts of Catholicism, but didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and I tried for a little while to be a good Catholic and do the things I was supposed to do, but didn't feel like it had any real power. I went to Catholic high school, felt like it was kind of shoved on me, and... Um, basically just gave up. Um, uh, you know, I had a pretty good, I had a really wonderful childhood. I'm the oldest of five girls, and my parents were hard and loved me a lot. Um, one thing that wasn't great is that my parents had serious marital struggle when I was in my teen years, and my mom became abusive, and I felt rejected by her, even though I'm sure that wasn't what she wanted. Um, so for most of my junior high and high school years, I felt rejected by my mom and sisters, and just spent a lot of time alone. Um, my dad always supported me, um, which I'm thankful for. Um, I sure it's not because I'm so upset, but to help you understand the situation in my family, at the time when I really got into trouble, I forgive him now, and the Lord has restored a lot. At the time, I was angry with my mom and blamed myself and my family for my problems and was confused about my purpose in life because I was not having a very good time. The first thing I did to fill that void was to find a boyfriend, um, I thought that would make me feel a lot better, and it didn't. Um, I dated a guy in high school who was Unitarian Universalist, and he taught me that people get to make their own decisions about religion. In one conversation with him, I agreed to give up the little faith I had in Christianity and in Jesus. Then I began to feel God didn't exist. I couldn't relate to him if he was just in the sky somewhere. I decided that God and the earth made more sense to me. Parts of my school were very feminist, and I didn't have a good view of men at the time. Um, I also had a gymnastics coach that was abusive, uh, which didn't help, and that made it easy for me to discredit a male god in the sky and seek out a female god in the earth, which felt more comfortable. After my boyfriend broke up with me, I was very depressed and did not eat, eat very much. I was in a lot of pain, and I ended up turning to witchcraft, which embraces a female goddess. You might be wondering why I turned to witchcraft. Starting in sixth grade, I began to read fantasy novels, and every one of those novels has some kind of supernatural power in it, and the people who are able 
to use it to manipulate to the, those circumstances. The heart of witchcraft, in my opinion, is a will to change circumstances in any way that is against the will of God. It can also involve manipulating other people and doing things against their wills, which is also against God's will. Through fantasy novels, I started to love the empowered women characters who could triumph over evil with their special powers. So basically, years before I was practicing witchcraft, I was already doing it in my mind through the books that I was reading and thinking about them. Um, after the breakup with my boyfriend, I remembered a Wiccan book someone pointed out to me, and I bought it. I joined online forums that taught me more about witchcraft, including deeper things like personal rituals, calling down spirits, astral projection, astrology, and tarot. Wicca is supposed to be light witchcraft, but I was into some really heavy stuff right away. Um, I bought my own tarot deck, started practicing almost every day. I was a senior in high school. I began to live a double life. I went to Catholic school every day, and I practiced and learned about witchcraft every night. I remember hating the cross I had to wear in my uniform. Then I began to question my sexuality. I decided I liked a girl from school, and her and her friend took me to coffee shops in Minneapolis, where lifestyles of witchcraft and homosexuality were more accepted. Even though she didn't want to date me, um, I began to identify as a lesbian. The only glimpse of hope during this time was that after me and my boyfriend broke up, I lost friends, and the only people who were nice to me were my friends from band. Almost all of them were Christians, especially my friend Anne, who witnessed me and reached out to me any chance she could. This group of people prayed for me for almost a decade before I got saved, and I stayed in touch with Anne all throughout college. I, choose, I chose a college that would accept my new lifestyle with open arms, and when I, when I got there, it did. I was so excited to meet real-life pagans and more lesbians. When I got to college, the pagan discussion circle felt like home sweet home. I began practicing pagan rituals with them during the Wheel of the Year pagan holidays, uh, which is the equinoxes, solstices, and the points right in between them. Um, by the second semester, the old leaders went abroad, and I started leading the weekly meetings and the regular rituals with another first-year student. In the area of sexuality, my first girlfriend before school, um, I had my first girlfriend before school even started my freshman year. I only dated her for a month, but that was enough to confirm my, my lesbian identity. Um, as college went on, I became more deeply involved in witchcraft. My social group was centered around pagan rituals, demonic games, belly dancing, yoga, and medieval combat with foam weapons. Yeah, it's, it's a harmless game, but the people that did it were into some bad stuff, so... Yeah. Um, I did warding rituals for protection at night, and I worshipped trees openly on campus almost every day. Like, I'd bow before them, and people would see me, and that was okay with me at the time. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, as a result of going deeper in rebellion and witchcraft, I became more depressed. During my junior year, I moved into a house with medieval foam fighters, which turned out to be a drug center. Parties, drugs, and bad relationships made this one of the most destructive times of my life. At that time, I was extremely liberal in most of my views, as was the majority of my college campus. I took classes that encouraged me to question everything about society, including boundaries between race, class, gender, and sexual orientation. I found out the hard way that if you keep questioning everything, you end up with nothing. Uh, we were encouraged to accept homosexuality, gender changes, socialism, false religions, feminism, legal prostitution, children having sex, and extreme environmentalism. Yeah, not every class was that way, but enough of them were. Um, during that time, I hated conservative Christians with a passion. It, in religious studies classes, I wanted to learn about them only to prove how wrong they were. In spite of this, I stayed in touch with Christian friends from high school. It doesn't make sense, but oh well. Um, 
<laughs> One friend asked if I could visit her college and if she could visit mine. I agreed, and I spent a weekend at Taylor uh, University and experienced Christian community for the first time. I was surprised that they didn't have co-ed dorm floors and bathrooms. Um, she also visited my college with her boyfriend, um, who's now her husband. And my friends and I were shocked that they didn't watch pornography with us, which we just watched, you know, in our free time, really. Um, in retrospect, it touches my heart that they came to my college and witnessed all the drug, drugs and alcohol and lies that were there. Also, there were Christians that reached out to me on campus. I was part of a campus uh, group with leaders from all the different religions, and the Christian one always reached out to me. Because of conversations with him, I checked out their worship service a few times. It didn't stick at the time, but at least I went. And people didn't really talk to me, but that's okay because I was the pagan leader on campus, so <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, after graduating, I began a summer internship at the Pagan Retreat Center with friends from college. Uh, my job was to feed dogs for the dog rescue they ran on the side of their regular work of hosting pagan retreats. I learned about the inner workings of the retreat center and also more about witchcraft. Uh, the retreat center was also run by lesbians. Homosexuality goes against the divine order of God, so it fits right in with witchcraft. The few men there had really low self-esteem and served the women. The only good thing about the retreat center was the girl who fed dogs with me. She was a Christian from the town nearby, and they hired her because they had too many dogs. She, yeah, when you, when you value nature above people, you end up with too many dogs. So, just saying. Um, she was really secure in her faith and was very kind to me, even though I really despised her. Um, after returning from the retreat center, my life fell apart. A curse put on my re- relationships through tarot played out in a failed friendship with my closest guy friend. Also, one of my sisters had an accident and almost died. I was at rock bottom. I was still doing modern dance, which I had loved during college, and one day a friend from dance class invited me to church. She was a very energetic girl, and we were partners in one of the dances and had become friends. One day she was at dance on a school, dance school on a day she wasn't even supposed to be there. She asked how I was, and I said I was terrible, jobless, and, and depressed, and she invited me to church. I decided to finally give it a chance. Um, yeah, it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next day she picked me up and took me to Substance. The first thing that touched me was the worship. I had never heard anything like it before. I judged everyone, and I thought they would hate me because of my past. Um, I also thought the rings the worship leaders wore were fake, like they couldn't possibly be married and young and happy. I thought they were just putting on a show. Um, yeah. <laughs> my friends took me out to lunch and invited me to another worship service that night at Bethel. And Vespers was what really changed my heart. I'd never seen that many people singing in unity before. In the pagan world, everyone's free to think whatever they want um, about spirituality and truth, and there's no unity. It was very powerful to see that many people believing the same thing. They had the words on the screen, and I decided to sing them, even though I didn't believe them yet. The song I remember um, is about Jesus washing us white as snow. I sang it. My friend's boyfriend explained that trying out church had to be better than what I'd been doing before. That made sense to me, and I gave it a chance. During my first few months at church, I really didn't believe the teachings, but I listened to them. It was the worship that changed my heart. I just kept singing the songs, even though I didn't believe them, and I could feel the love of God during those times. My friends were supportive and hugged me when I cried and cried in worship. I was so broken, trying to process that everything I believed was a lie. It took a while for the truth to sink in. Everything I believed was a lie. You know, it's it's just not that easy to swallow. Um... Sometimes I felt sick or dizzy just walking into the church because of the demonic attacks and things from my past. 
I remember one time I refused to go in and my friends had to like pray for me on the spot and to drag me, drag me in. <laughs> anyway, um, I had a lot of supernatural encounters during my first year, which was good because it confirmed to me that God was real. Twice in worship, angels physically touched me when I was broken and just crying my eyes out. I thought it was my friends, but I asked them if they touched me and they said no. Um, several times during my first year, I wanted to give up and the Lord sent people into my life and encouraged me. Once I was at the bank and wanting to quit Christianity and a guy turned around and said, Jesus loves you very much. And so that was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Another encouraging thing that helped confirm my new faith was that two girls gave me money to help me. When I was first saved, I was totally broke and I had no job for several months. Uh, one prayer meeting, I told some girls I didn't know how I was going to pay rent and one said she could help me. Another girl also gave me money for rent and food. It was amazing because I'd never experienced people giving money away before. Um, I kept doing the medieval foam fighting for a while after I started going to church. At the first event I went to, I partied like it was 1999 trying to forget Christianity. I was like, I'm out of here. Um, after taking too many drugs, I worried I would die, and I prayed that if God would save my life, then I would live for him. And that worked. Um, not only did I live, yeah, yeah, it was, not only did I live that night, um, but my life was changed forever. Several months later, I tried to go back to foam fighting, and the Lord trashed my finances so I couldn't even budge. Yeah, it was brutal, um, but it was beneficial. Nobody in my life up to that point had ever really said no to anything I'd been doing. After that, I quit everything in my life that was not of the Lord. Yeah. My old friends didn't know what to think of my conversion. At one party, I had a debate about abortion with my friend who works for Planned Parenthood. Um, after my friends found out I was really pro-life, many abandoned me. Um, some friends wanted to stay with me, but for my own heart, I cut ties with them. I had a hard time wanting to see the Christians in my life because everyone was new to me and didn't know me, and it was just too much temptation to see the old friends that knew me really well but that really hated God. Um, I just didn't want to be swayed by the older friendships. Another difficulty in my first year was that the people that God used to save me were spiritually off in some ways. They began to listen to their human leader uh, too much rather than the word of God. Uh, one day their leader yelled at me for questioning him on something, and he told me I wasn't welcome there and basically that I should listen to him and never question and I stayed with that group anyway, thinking that I had to be with them to be Christian. Um, but later, I decided to talk to a pastor about it, and he encouraged me to leave that group of people, and I did. It was very liberating for me to leave and showed me that God could get me out of bad situations, even if I didn't realize I was in trouble. It also helped me to trust the pastors at my church, which was really important, especially because I was so new. Um, after leaving that group, I began going to a women's Bible study through Substance, I began meeting a lot of women that I'm still friends with today. They were very helpful and let me ask questions and offered to give me rides to church, um, which was probably one of the biggest things I needed. Um, for the first two years I was Christian, I didn't have a car, and the body of Christ helped me get to church for every, every service, every Bible study, and times of fellowship. The Lord humbled me because now the conservative Christians that I had hated were ministering to me the most, um, the other great thing those girls did for me was realize that I needed deliverance. They came to my apartment and prayed for me to get me free from my past. They took me to deliverance class with the elders at my church, and through that I learned to pray on the armor of God and renounce the enemy and pray for deliverance from demons. They, 
Yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> um, they walked me through prayers to cut the enemy's hold on me through witchcraft, homosexuality, rebellion, alcohol, drugs, promiscuity, sex addictions, lust, lots of other things. Um, they taught me about how the sins of previous generations can affect our lives today and prayed for those ties to be broken. Through prayer, the Lord broke off my soul ties with those I'd been involved with in sex, drugs, or witchcraft. It was very liberating. As I prayed for deliverance, the Lord revealed to me things in my childhood that had opened me up to Satan's attacks. I saw how the demons became layered in my life as the Lord undid the layers. Witchcraft came in after I'd renounced Jesus in that conversation with my boyfriend. Really, rebellion against God had come first. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft is from 1 Samuel 15.23. And I found that to be literally true in my life. Witchcraft had to, become, had to come before homosexuality because witchcraft was me turning against God and his laws. After that, homosexuality was just one of the ways that Satan attacked me. Jesus also showed me that greater levels of witchcraft in my life had led to greater levels of sexual activity, drugs, alcohol, and heartache. Basically, greater witchcraft resulted in greater rebellion, and then greater rebellion led to greater need for witchcraft so I could fix the pain in my life. So praise God for saving me from that cycle. Yeah. Um, Throughout that year... The Lord led me to throw out many things from the past. I cleaned out my whole life and threw away dumpsters full of junk. I threw out all my pagan books, tarot cards, divination charms, ritual garb, witch hat, drinking mugs, foam fighting clothes and weapons, books from all kinds of false religions and spiritualities I'd studied. I threw away all the books from my college, feminist theories, homosexual books, anything that had to do with bad sexualities and practices, any books I suspected to be full of lies or liberal propaganda, brainwashing, I just got rid of everything. My motto became, when in doubt, throw it out. Like, I just, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, really, like, I'd sit there questioning something, like, okay, am I supposed to throw this out or not? It's just like, oh, I can't even deal with it anymore. I just have to, have to get rid of it. Um, I cleaned my house as if it was the Lord's and got rid of the things he didn't want there. The biggest victory was that the Lord helped me learn a new way of life. Friends from church came and helped me throw out all my lesbian clothes and pagan clothes and take them to Goodwill. Uh, They took me shopping to teach me how to buy woman clothes. I'd been wearing only man's pants and baggy clothes and a lot of black. I had to learn to wear colors and girl clothes. I didn't even know my sizes in women's pants. I really didn't. Um, I didn't want to change at first, but the more I tried to dress feminine, the better I liked myself and how I looked. I started learning things from my friends and also just from the Lord. I began to wear earrings and girl pants and pink for him. And that was liberating, too. Now I love pink. Um, yeah. After, after deliverance and starting to embrace the Christian lifestyle, the Lord began to really heal me, my heart from the past. It was really hard at first to believe in God and stay faithful to him, but it's becoming more familiar now. Uh, one of my biggest challenges in coming to Christ was leaving so many people that I loved behind. I went through many seasons without close friends since becoming Christian. A lot of times it felt like everyone else had a great family and close friends, and I just didn't yet. The whole infrastructure of my life was shaken. It took time to stop trusting things and people that I had relied on for my whole life and to learn to trust new people and ideas and Jesus. Eventually things began to get better, and I developed new friendships. I'm so thankful for the friends and family I have in Christ. You guys are such a blessing. Um, it was really just a choice I had to make that God's family was my family and his friends were my friends. Yeah. The Lord has helped me 
uh, with many things after getting saved. The best part by far is the presence of God and friendship with him. I've also seen a radical transformation in my life and my circumstances and thoughts and goals are all different now. I've experienced emotional and physical healings, um, including from injuries uh, that I tried to fix with yoga for many years but couldn't. The Lord did it in a matter of seconds. Yeah. (laughs) He helped me save money and buy a car, find better jobs, go to school, start a career in teaching. He helped me move in with Christians, first with a family and then with roommates. God's helping me to have healthy relationships with people now. Um, He's restored many things in my life by bringing in a Christian version of what I had before, because really it's Satan that's trying to make a false version of things. Um, I have new friends and a family in Christ, and God helped me um, to go to a Christian college for grad school, uh, which has been a good community. And IHOP is my new retreat center, and it's also in Missouri, like the pagan one was. And I think they've actually gone out of business, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's, it's good. <laughs> um, God changed my ideas about sexuality and gender and purity and families, and it's been a blessing to know men and women of God that have pure motives. Um, after becoming Christian, my thoughts about homosexuality changed a lot. The worst lie is that people are born that way. I truly believed that I was born homosexual and that there were signs of that throughout my childhood and that I had reason to practice homosexuality. All of those were lies from Satan. I'm proof that people are definitely not born that way. Yeah. And now I'm waiting for marriage to a guy just like lots of others who are Christian and single. Um, although it's not a popular opinion in our society, God really dislikes his homosexuality. Um, not the people, but the sin. Uh, he makes it clear in his word, and we have to be able to speak the truth even if it's not popular. Um, just for some biblical references, Romans 1, 26 and 27, Genesis 19, which is Sodom and Gomorrah, and 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Um, after hearing my story, sometimes people ask me about occult things and want to know if they are okay for a Christian to practice. My opinion is no. The Bible says, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the Bible says that God's people perish for lack of knowledge, and it makes me sad to see faithful Christians trapped in what I think are spiritually dangerous practices Satan is working hard to get people to seek out practices and experiences that are not from God and that can't be found in the Bible. For example, people have asked me about Harry Potter, yoga, Reiki, martial arts, some forms of massage, acupuncture, palm reading, horoscopes. Some things like martial arts and yoga can seem unspiritual at first glance, but actually have spiritual roots in false religions. When I first learned to tell truth from lie, I um, began by asking myself where I learned something, what God's word says about it, and how it's affecting me spiritually. And usually the answers of those would, would lead, me, lead me to just a good decision. Um, yeah. Yeah, the word says that um, we should test the spirits to see if they're from God by asking if they acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord in the flesh. A spiritual practice or experience should acknowledge Jesus, should line up with God's word, and should agree with how much Jesus loves us. If you've been involved in occult things or have realized it today listening to this, know that God can set you free. We can always repent and ask for forgiveness and deliverance. And God loves us and can set us free and teach us the truth. I encourage anyone who's been involved in the occult or false religions in any way to pray for deliverance with a mentor, pastor, or deliverance counselor. Um, yeah, I'm so blessed and thankful to Jesus for saving my life and giving me salvation. 
I'm thankful for all the Christians that witnessed to me and helped me, especially those who came before I was ready to accept the gospel. The Lord put many people in my path to speak the truth to me uh, when I didn't want to hear it. I hope this encourages you to be a light in the darkness of this world. I love the first chapter of John about light that is Jesus coming into the world and overcoming the darkness. Um, the darkness just can't stand a chance. <laughs> um, I know that not everyone's called to work at the Pagan Retreat Center or visit liberal colleges, but we're all called to be a witness wherever God puts us. Some of you might be called to go into the darker places to get people out. Um, your prayers also matter a lot for the salvation of people. And I encourage you guys all to be a witness for Jesus. And, yeah, I'm just so thankful. Like, just after all that, it's like I really just walked away. By the blood of Jesus, I can just walk away. It's just a miracle. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. So sometimes people have questions for me. So if there's time now or otherwise, just come and ask me or... Any of the leadership people also know about this stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just stay up here for a second, Mal? Um, that's that's cool that you said if you have questions, because I was actually getting a sense that maybe a few people had questions for Molly. Um, I just want to read read something as you were speaking. It just reminded me of some scripture from First Peter. It says, "But you are a holy." But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Didn't he do that for her? Praise the Lord. It says, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So praise the Lord. Praise God. Um, if, if I could just ask you a question, if you could just describe your life before you like really started changing in just a few words, how would you describe that? Um, a lot of things are just really bad (laughs) and it's hard to really describe what was going on. I mean, I was living with people that, um, were having sex with sex with other people on a regular basis and you're supposed to just accept that. Um, I was living with a guy I wasn't dating. Um, I was just, my time was just spent in so many futile things and like all my emotions were just bent on these things that were just really worthless. Um, phone fighting, dance, you know, I just, I just had no idea what to do with myself really. Like I was just wasting my life. So it was just like, like that's probably the biggest thing is just that just the lack of purpose and just, um, just even remember just being in emotional pain like all the time. And, like, even when I was younger, like, just my mental state is so much different. Like, the deliverance of the Lord was just so powerful. Like, I was I was not uh, as sane and rational and happy as I am today, you know. It's just, um, even at the time I was saved, I, I had been taking antidepressants. And the Lord just, you know, just allowed me to quit those. So even, like, and those weren't even working. It was just, like, there was all these, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to feel better about life, to feel better about things, and just none of it worked, you know. It's just futile. Were any of those things truly filling or satisfying? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, and if you could describe your life now in a few words, how would you describe that and compare that? Yeah, that's good. Um, it's like there's still things that are a challenge, but 
just the Lord has just done so much already. Like I really have seen miracles in like every area of my life. And, um, and just that there's a sense of purpose, like we're serving him. And so there's something worth kind of going, you know, getting up in the morning for, you know, and I just didn't have that before. And so, yeah, that's probably the biggest difference of just like, it's going somewhere. We're going to be with Jesus, even if things aren't looking perfect today, you know? Um, and even, even saying that, like things are so much better now than they were before, you know? I don't, I don't have two credit cards that are completely maxed. <laughs> I have food in the fridge, you know? I live with people that, that are, are living for God. And, you know, just so many of those details are better too. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Do any of you have questions for Molly that came up as you were listening to her speak? Ritzko? Do you want, why, don't, why don't you come up and you can ask the question in the mic so everybody can hear? Well, Molly, thank you so much for your um, like a message. Well, you know, I work at the McAllister College where it's a, McAllister is a very secular college now. And uh, I think five years ago, God sent me to work at the McAllister again. And then like uh, in my Japanese class, there are uh, some like homosexual students. And then I have not done many things for them yet. I, all I did was just praying. Would you have any suggestions, like, uh, you know, I, what, what I can do over there? Yeah, praying is a really big thing. Um, I mentioned it just briefly, but I had that group of friends from high school prayed for me for almost 10 years before I got saved. And after I got saved, I would even sometimes have this, like, survivor's remorse, like, of all the gay pagans in the world, how come I got saved? You know, like, like really? Like, it's just a miracle. Like, why me? You know? But, um, but I, th- I mean, part of it's just God's sovereign will, but also I think it did matter that there were people praying for me and that, and that loved me and that were trying to get me out. Um, so that's the first one. The other one is, is just that we really are called to speak the truth in love when, when that's, when you're feeling like that's what God wants. Um, I had a number of friends, probably my friend Anne that I talked about is is the best one. When I told her I thought I was homosexual, she said, Molly, I'm so sorry, and I was I was so mad. But really that's a loving response um, to, tell, to tell somebody the truth, that their decision is not right. And um, I'm not saying that's right in every circumstance, but but after I, you know, the Lord kind of woke me up um, just so and taught me about the truth, I looked back on those times and I was like, wow. I was so mad at what she was telling me. I thought she was the one that was crazy all these years. But really, she helped teach me the truth before I even had a capacity to understand it. She, Every conversation with her, she was explaining the word to me. And, and there were others, others too, that I, I didn't even have time to talk about. But people, people would explain the truth to me and just engage me on things. And um, one guy asked me what I believed. And because of that... I, I had to realize that what I believed had an end. I had a logical end to what I believed. I ran out of things to say. And he didn't because he was believing in the real God. And so he could talk all night. And we did talk all night. We talked to like 5 a.m. one day, you know, at a phone fighting event of all places, you know. And, and so just speaking the truth in love, like he just talked to me about all these things that I would have never even thought of by myself, obviously. So, um, yeah. I think that's about it. Does anybody else have another question for Molly? Yeah. What is phone fighting? 
<laughs> it's foam fighting. I don't know if I'm describing it well enough, but um, it's kind of based on like Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing, and just a lot of people that love fantasy. And the game in itself is not harmful, but a lot of the people that are attracted to it are also involved in in witchcraft, belly dance, drugs, just the whole thing. You know, it was just a bad scene. Um, but there was also like my Christian friend felt very called to minister there, you know, like he did to me. So, um, yeah, so it's medieval combat with foam weapons. You take a PVC pipe, you cut up a camping pad, and you stick it to the PVC pipe so that it makes a fake sword. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty nerdy. <laughs> We'll, we'll do one more question, and then we'll move into ministry time. Um, what would you say to people who are enticed by media forms of witchcraft? That was a good question. He asked, what would you say to people who are enticed by media forms of witchcraft? Yeah, thank you for asking about that. Um, I think it's a really dangerous thing that's going on in our media and books today because of that exact reason. Um, I really think... Part of the reason I fell into witchcraft was because I had it in my mind from those fantasy novels that literally taught me how to do witchcraft before I was doing it. Um, and it just was packaged in such a way that was really, really enticing, just like you said. So um, I think people should take caution with it. But, I mean, pray in however God leads you. Um, but some people a little while ago asked me about Harry Potter, and and my response is just that that if, I mean, just think of, like, if a kid could watch Harry Potter and learn how to do witchcraft, and even if that's not real witchcraft, which it, for all I know it is, but um, if that little kid goes and tries to do a spell on something, have it, hasn't that little child set their will against the will of God? If I'm a little child and I see Harry Potter and I say, move that pen over there, and I say it on my own strength, that's witchcraft, even if it's a five-year-old doing it. They're setting themselves against the will of God, which says, I made gravity and that pen is staying right on that couch. So it, it's, I think it's dangerous for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have more questions and you want to talk with Molly afterwards, can we just have you be up here for people to ask questions with and pray? Um, I'm just going to read another verse that came to my mind. It's from Ephesians 5. It says, for, one, for at one time you were darkness. But now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And then later down in verse 15, it says, and this applies especially to the day and age that we're in now. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so I feel like the Lord, the Lord really wants to do a lot tonight um, as we pray. And um, I'm just going to read a few things that I thought of as she was, she was talking. She, Molly let, had to let go of all of her past relationships. She had to let go of all of those things. And I even remember I don't know if it was a year ago or so, I helped walk her through that and it was a hard thing. It was like she wa- she didn't she didn't want to let go of those. She wanted to still like help them, you know, get on the same track that she was, 
But yet she, she had to stop because they were pulling her back and the Lord was pulling her this way. But the more she looked back, they kept pulling her back. So she literally had to cut all those relationships, all those ties so that she could say, God, I trust you. I'm going this way. And so maybe there's some of you tonight who have friends that you need to just say, I, I need to be done. Lord, this is hindering my relationship with you. So that's one thing. Maybe you have friends that you need to just let go of. The other thing, um, maybe there's stuff that you have to get rid of. When she was saying, I got rid of this, I got rid of this, and this book, and this book, like, was the only book you had left the Bible? <laughs> yeah, I kept my math textbooks, too, because I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible and her math textbooks. That's awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Too. People gave me cushion books too, randomly. Yeah. Praise God. He provides. He provides. So maybe there's something in your house. Maybe there's something in your car. Maybe there's something that you know that you're hanging on to that you probably shouldn't. Maybe it's video games. Maybe you just need to stop doing something that's affecting your walk with the Lord. So I want you to think about that. And then the last thing is just generally, we're going to break stuff off tonight. Uh, just go through a purification, just deliverance. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated in a few minutes. I just want you to, um, get in small groups, no more than three to no more than three. And really in order to just break stuff off of your life, just repent. There's three things. Repent. Everybody say repent. Repent for the sin for doing that. Confess it to God. The second thing is renounce. Everyone say renounce. renounce. You're just going to renounce it. And renounce is just, I'm, I'm turning my back from this. I'm getting it out of my life. I'm renouncing it. The last thing is break. Everybody say break. break. So the last thing is break. And you're going to break its power of your life. So repent, renounce, and break. So so we're going to do all this stuff and just really ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything that is in your life. And we're going to just take a few seconds and just wait on the Lord and let him bring stuff to mind in a little bit. And then we're going to get together and um, do that. So, Molly, was there anything else that you wanted to say? Okay. Paul, anything from you? Yeah, I just want to bless Molly. I, I think that she she's done a wonderful thing tonight. I, I'd like us to bless her. And, and bless her testimony as she shares this, as God gives her opportunity. This is really, per, you know, she shared her life. She shared her person. So let's, let's bless her. And then every one of you has a testimony. I just talked to a friend who's here I met just last week, and I'm encouraging him to have a Matthew party at his house. A Matthew party is where a person comes to a new place of faith in Jesus, and like Matthew did, then he had a party, invited all his friends, and he invited Jesus over. <laughs> well, my, you know, we can, uh, as we come to new places, we can, there's, there's no chance that darkness can win over light. You know, you just flip a light on, and light just breaks in, and darkness flees. That's what happened to her. So we bless you, Molly, and we thank God for you. We thank God for what he's done in your life. We thank you for the light. Look at the light, just the light that shines in her life. We bless uh, how God's going to use this testimony. He used it tonight. You know, use it in the days and weeks and months ahead. We bless you, a righteous child of God, beautiful and uh, inside and out. And God's got rich plans 
to use you. And we thank you for your courage for stepping out of darkness into the light. And we pray for boldness in the days ahead. Boldness. Lord, use her. Use her as an evangelist to touch other people with your power in your life. Now, you put your hand up and bless them and bless their testimony. Just bless what God's going to do in their life. Yeah. God, I just thank you, Lord, for these people, God, and that your light is overcoming darkness in every one of our lives, Jesus. God, we thank you for the testimonies that you are raising up in your people, God, at this time, Jesus. Thank you, God, you've put us here for such a time as this, God, to reach this culture, God, and to reach this world, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, go ahead and clap. Uh, Praise the Lord. As we take a moment of silence to just listen to the Holy Spirit, I want to have the prayer team come up, and then um, whoever is going to just do background music, that would be great. So if you're on the prayer team, go ahead and come on up. All right, and let's just take some time now and, and really listen to the Holy Spirit. If you have, maybe there's past there's past or even present relationships that you know you just need to cut off and just say, God, I'm going to trust you with their life. I'm going to stop communicating with them. I'm just going to cut that off. Maybe you need to not be Facebook friends with them. Maybe you need to stop emailing, texting, whatever it is. But just ask the Holy Spirit if there's any person in your life that you need to just let go of. And then the other... The other thing is, if are there any items? Holy Spirit, would you just reveal if there's anything in our lives that we need to just throw away, burn? Just reveal that right now, God. I just want to share something, too. Um, I just feel impressed. A lot of things with deliverance is Satan hides the root. Um, and you kind of go in a circle, and you don't really know where it opened up. And so also just perhaps just ask the Holy Spirit if there's a root, maybe even from a childhood memory that you've even blocked out, that you don't even realize that's where kind of that end, that rejection or... Um, condemnation or whatever it is. Um, I just feel pressed to share just in terms of deliverance and the knowledge that I've had is that root issue. Um, if the Lord reveals that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Marilyn's on the prayer team. So is, um, Levi tonight. Let's just take a few more minutes and wait on the Lord. I feel like he has a lot that he wants to just speak to us right now. So Holy spirit, we're listening. God, to reveal those relationships that we need to let go of. Reveal those things in our lives that we need to throw away.
if anything came up and you want to pray with a prayer person up front here, Molly will be available. I can be up here too. If you want to pray with somebody personally, we'll be up here. Otherwise, in a few seconds, I'm going to have you just turn turn with one or two other people. And remember, repent of these things, then renounce and break. So go ahead and just find somebody right now. And let's just confess our sins to one another and just pray for, pray for renewed lives in each other.